Test one, two. I hope this seems to be working. Okay. Welcome back to Maladjusted, a podcast about all kinds of things. Right now, it's about uh, art education in the era of this uh, uh, coronavirus pandemic. Uh, if you've been listening, last time, uh, last episode, we talked quite a bit about having an art mindset and introducing the, the eight studio habits of mind. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit more specifically about uh, one of those, and that is connecting to the art world. This is uh, real fast. I don't think this is going to take me 10 minutes. There's a number of ways that you can do that. One is learning about the history of art, art history. Uh, Another is seeing what's going on with artists today in in contemporary times, here and now, uh, all over the world. But... Uh, maybe especially here near you, near where you live. Uh, another thing is seeing yourself as part of that world. And uh, and finally, um, maybe understanding the, the role of artists, um, not just in galleries or museums, but maybe maybe in society, something, something kind of bigger. So let me break down each of those and, and talk a, a little bit about them. Um, on my website, I've got a, a slew of links that I've just uh, got up uh, for for each of these categories. Uh, so you may want to do some visiting. My website is, I'll try and read it slow to you, N-A-E-A dot digication, that's D-I-G-I-C-A-T-I-O-N dot com, backslash maldog, M-A-L-D-O-G, backslash capital connecting underscore with underscore the underscore capital art underscore capital world so i know that's a lot but if you just go to um naea.digication.com backslash maldog uh, you should be able to find it the art mindset stuff is over on the right hand side on the top naea stands for national art education association um guessing digication has to do with education and digital but uh, I don't know how they came up with that and of course M-A-L-D-O-G is just the nickname that my students call me Ted Mallory so again here break it down uh, there are boy something like 10 different themes that uh, um, the National Association of Social Studies educators have for history social studies but I would boil down in art history to maybe four. Dealing with cultures, turning points, artists, and trends or schools. Uh, Culture is everything that's not just commerce or politics. Your religion, your food, your clothing, uh, traditions, um, music, dance, uh, drama, play, comedy, philosophy, writing, theology, religious experiences, and spiritual, all of those really go into a group's culture. And your culture is affected by your time and also your setting, your place, the geography. You know, um, the uh, Flemish painters, lots of dark colors, lots of neutral colors. 
uh, people are really fair and people have lots of clothing on. People are, well, kind of stocky and robust. Uh, the Italian culture on the Riviera, the Mediterranean, uh, and southern France. You know, a lot more vivid colors, a lot more greens and blues. Uh, people maybe are more slender or more tan, what have you, maybe more scantily clad. Uh, all of that kind of stuff is going to show up in art history. Uh, I had a professor that talked to us about how every artist has their own uh, kind of a schema or palette. In other words, where you grew up really affects the colors that you end up using uh, because those are stuck in your brain and your imagination. Now, he was from the Laguna Beach area in Southern California and even did some snorkeling and skin diving when he was young. So even though he's living in uh, Seward, Nebraska, he's got a, a lot of really subtropical kind of colors. Me, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona in the Southwest, so I end up having some oranges and reds and browns and and um, what I would think of maybe as desert colors, even though here I live in Charter Oak, Iowa. But uh, again, so cultures, uh, turning points, when do things change? Now, it could be that it's a discovery. It could be an artist is exploring. Uh, it could be they're experimenting. Uh, some of those could have to do, you know, uh, think about what the, the music is going to be like, what the television movies and plays and novels are going to be like uh, next year after having gone through this world pandemic. Now, it, there's going to be changes. Uh, look at the late night comedy shows. You're Jimmy Fallon on Tonight Show on NBC and, and um, Stephen Colbert on The Late Show on CBS. They're not uh, producing in front of a live studio audience with a band and guests in person on their couch on a stage. They are talking to people on Zoom or FaceTime on the computer, and they're recording things from their home, from their den or their home office or their basement. That's, it's totally a unique, different time. Uh, and I was listening to an interview with uh, horror writer Stephen King today on the radio. Uh, he was writing a book in 2019 and was going to have it uh, come out in probably 2021 and have it take place in 2020. And he decided, you know, I better make it take place in 2018 or 2019 because in my book, there are gatherings. You know, people are in groups and there are meetings. And um, we don't have that right now because we have the social distancing and, and the self-quarantining kind of thing. So turning points might be world events, but it, it could also be you know, big difference in the uh, pop art of the late 50s and 60s, the invention of acrylic paint as opposed to using oil or tempera and gouache, these kind of things. Of course, you're going to learn about famous artists. Everybody wants to learn about the Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles like uh, Raphael and Donatello and Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci. These are uh, sculptors and painters of the Renaissance in the 1400s in Italy. But there's also other pretty big names like Rembrandt van Rijn uh, from uh, uh, the Netherlands and... Um, 
Now, who are some of the other most famous artists you can think of? Probably Van Gogh, also from the Netherlands, the 1870s, 80s, 90s. Um, the Impressionists, before him in France, Monet and Manet. Uh, of course, Pablo Picasso, early 20th century, and, and one of my favorites, uh, Henri Matisse. Now, who are these artists? And for that matter, have you thought about who are the big-time artists that are working now? Maybe you can name... Uh, popular comedians or actors and actresses or uh, singers and musicians, but who are the contemporary artists that are working on now? Uh, and then, of course, there's trends in schools. Is realism? Is it expressionism? Is it impressionism? Post-impressionism? All those isms that you learn about. And if you're not an art historian or an artist, you're just an average person. You may not know uh, what any of those are. And maybe you're interested, maybe you're not. Maybe it's useful to you. Maybe it's not, but if you explore a lot of art history, you're going to, to, to see things in different ways and see things that you hadn't seen before. So on my website, I've got uh, a number, uh, and there's a whole lot more than I've made available. But, uh, you know, we live in a time with the Internet that, that you can go to the Metropolitan Museum and never go to New York, and you can visit the Louvre Museum and never have to go to Paris, France. And uh, you can see Salvador Dali's museum without having to go to St. Petersburg, Florida, and you can see the Van Gogh Museum without having to go to uh, the Netherlands. So I would encourage you to, to, to look into our past and, and see what kind of art history is out there. But, again, there's also what kind of artists are working right now. Uh, and, you know, I, I have uh, a lot of my favorites are more from when I was in high school uh, and college. If I were to rattle off names, you probably wouldn't know them. Uh, like uh, John Nieto is a, a Navajo artist uh, in, in Arizona or New Mexico. Uh, or maybe it's a, a famous illustrator. A lot of people in high school and college get into Hunter S. Thompson. You know, those books like uh, um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Johnny Depp did a movie about that. Well, almost all of uh, Thompson's books were illustrated by a guy named Ralph Steadman from, uh, from England. And he did a lot of work for Rolling Stone magazine. You know, maybe uh, your favorite artist is uh, not somebody that's in a gallery or museum, but uh, it could be a comic book artist or maybe uh, uh, somebody that illustrated children's books when you were younger. Uh, but uh, again, uh, see what's going on. Some of the links that I've got there, you can you can look for art. It's going on now, and uh, Behance is a thing um, for artists to, to create portfolios online. A lot of them are commercial artists, but it's something that uh, I think uh, Adobe, the people that make uh, uh, Photoshop and, and InDesign and Illustrator have, have done. Um, DeviantArt, I don't know why it has a name like that, but it's been around for a long time, a website where independent artists can just post their own art. But, you know, now... Uh, since the internet has largely moved to our phones and tablets, maybe one of the bigger places to, to discover current and new art is Instagram, uh, or maybe even TikTok. There's, you know, TikTok's not all um, performance, and it's not all uh, jokes and lip syncing. Uh, there's people that post things uh, about what they do, and you can find some of that stuff on YouTube too. One of my favorite places to go. Uh, maybe you've heard of. Um, John Green, author of uh, The Fault in Their Stars and Looking for Alaska and Paper Towns. Uh, he and his brother Hank 
kind of started being vloggers, started with uh, YouTube kind of stuff way back uh, when it started in the early 2000s. And um, they're pretty funny in their letters to each other and just commenting on life. Uh, But they've developed a whole bunch of things, Crash Course. And if you had me, you might have seen some of John Green's videos on Crash Course in history or Craig Weezy's uh, videos for Crash Course on government and politics in my civics class. Well, John Green's wife, ah, whose name... um, escapes me right now. I wish I could remember her name. She's got a great voice. She's created a crash course, so to speak, called the Art Assignment on YouTube. It's a whole YouTube channel. She talks to contemporary artists or seeing John take field trips to different museums uh, around the country, not just their hometown of Indianapolis. Uh, And uh, public broadcasting, PBS, has uh, been nice enough to partner with her and, and you know, started out kind of an independent thing, but now it's a, a PBS learning thing. Uh, be inter- you'll be surprised. Now, because things can be 10 or 20 minutes instead of a half hour, an hour, uh, and it can be really fascinating, sometimes kind of weird. It's exciting to see some of that kind of stuff. But uh, a very important part of connecting to the art world is sharing, sharing your art and giving and receiving feedback uh, from other artists. Uh, a lot of artists over time have done this kind of a thing. Um, Vincent Van Gogh really had wanted to create a whole artist colony in uh, Marcel or wherever it was in, in France, Arles, Arles, France, uh, when he was living with uh, um, oh, the Spanish artist um, Paul Gauguin. Uh, and uh, another famous area in Taos, New Mexico, uh, outside of Santa Fe, where George O'Keefe was living, all kinds of artists kind of flock there to learn from her and to see what she was painting and paint the kind of things that she was painting. Uh, you can find these communities even in small rural areas like we've got here in the Midwest. Uh, maybe there's other parts of the country where it's a little easier to find those kind of kind of things. Oh, my mother down in Phoenix belongs to uh, Arizona Artist Society or Watercolor Society, and they'll have uh, art shows every so often. Um, sometimes you're going to run into artists at craft fairs, and there's craft fairs uh, sometimes in medium-sized and small towns like Ottawa, and not just the bigger communities like Sioux City and and Council Bluffs and Omaha and Des Moines. Uh, but you know, people are selling their photography there. There are people that are selling their paintings there. It's not just people that are selling clothing or uh, barn wood furniture. Um, so you'd be surprised. But I know. Hopefully, who I'm talking to are my students and not just the parents or nobody out there in the internet. Uh, you know, what if you're a teen? Well, just like a uh, band will go to Honor Choir... Uh, or like band doesn't go to honor choir, choir goes to honor choir, you know, <laughs> or uh, honor band. Uh, just like you meet other athletes when you go to track meets or golf meets. Uh, we don't have one this year apparently, uh, but we have a conference art show once a year with uh, uh, seven other high schools and Good and Ralston and Exira and uh, um, Arweva. Woodbine or some of those that are in our conference. You know, 
kids that really get into drawing comics, not just kids that get into reading comics or sci-fi movies or that do that whole cosplay thing, uh, can meet other artists sometimes online or sometimes going to things like a, a comic convention. We've got places where we can connect, and I really want to encourage you to start using them more. Our Artsonia, or uh, for yearbook, and for photography, replayit.com. You know, when I have kids make an assignment, I'll take a picture of it with my phone, post it on Artsonia. You know, I can look at it at home and grade it there instead of having to take a stack of drawings or paintings home with me and, or grading them at school. Um, but more importantly, your parents and your grandparents and, and your friends can see it too. Well, now that we're on this uh, coronavirus shutdown, I'll probably be giving some assignments where I need you to take pictures with your Chromebook or with your phone or have your parents take pictures of something that you did on a piece of paper or in a sketchbook and you upload it to Artsonio for me or at least maybe email it to me or something. Uh, maybe we'll do some of that through Google Classroom. Uh, but again, giving and receiving feedback, which means being able to tell somebody, give somebody some ideas or even some corrective criticism without railing on them and being mean to them or making fun of them and being able to hear people talk about your artwork without cringing or getting uh, embarrassed or nervous whether they don't like it and you're feeling rejected or whether they do like it and you're feeling embarrassed because you're too modest uh, but that's something that you really need to to try to do and I would encourage you, I think that one of the assignments that I'm going to be giving in the next few weeks here uh, for online is how can you, how can you do that? Uh, we're used to Snapchat and Facebook. A lot of times people will get into arguments or even cyberbully each other. Well, how can you give positive or maybe it is negative because it's corrective or criticism, uh, but uh, couch it in a diplomatic way that makes it clear to them you're not trying to make fun of them, you're not angry at them, you don't dislike them, you want to encourage them and help improve them as an artist. Giving and receiving feedback, huge thing. And in fact, that's one of the other uh, studio habits of mind, not just this connecting with the art world. So... I hope that I've given you a little bit to think about, some ways to connect. Connect with other artists so that you can support each other, challenge each other, help each other. Connect with art history. You know, you don't have to like it all. Uh, but you might be surprised at what you didn't know. You also might be surprised that what you didn't realize was art history that you've seen on The Simpsons or somewhere else that they have kind of done a parody of it or made fun of it. And connecting with artists that are out there today. Uh, writers, uh, the best writers are readers. And I'll also tell this to photography students. Now, if you want to get better at taking photos, well, look at photos. Uh, I'm sure uh, that uh, filmmakers would probably recommend the same thing. If you want to be a filmmaker, you know, Look at, watch movies, watch television, watch commercials, watch music videos. Now, how can you do things different or better or like somebody else did? Uh, anyway, you know, that's part of this cycle. And I really believe that this uh, art mindset, these studio habits of mind, 
can help you in things other than visual arts. Now, so same way, how can you connect to your neighbors? How can you connect to your classmates or your coworkers, your family members? How can you connect to your community, your town? And how can you communicate and connect, have your voice heard and uh, learn from other people statewide and nationwide and worldwide? Uh, one last pitch that I want to give you before I, I wrap it up here. I'm sorry if I've gone way over the 10 minutes that I promised myself I was going to take. Uh, State Fair, Iowa State Fair. Oh, double. I'm at 20 minutes now. The Iowa State Fair, uh, you don't have to be in 4-H to submit your photographs, your drawings, your paintings, your sculptures, your models. Um, it's an awesome, awesome thing, and I'm, I'm going to try and, I, you know what, I don't think I have that yet. I need to get links or information about that on my website, too. Um, a great uh, friend and, and often substitute teacher, she substituted for me in January when I had pneumonia, is uh, Dolly Bothwell from right here in uh, the Soldier Moorhead area in the Los Hills. She happens to be the superintendent of fine arts visual arts for the Iowa State Fair. We want more people from Iowa contributing to that, including young people, including uh, teens and youth and young adults. Uh, what a way to build community, to meet other people that are interested in arts like you are and learn from them, to share your work with them, and for that matter, with you know, millions of Iowans that come through that thing every day, every August, uh, for, what is it, a week or two. So, connecting to art history, connecting to current artists uh, all over the world and in your own area, and also trying to connect with people that you have something in common with, other artists, other art students. They don't necessarily have to be your age, and they don't necessarily have to be in your neighborhood or your town, but, uh, you know, these are all great ways that, that we can connect, and we should try to connect. So that is connecting with the art world in no particular order. That's one of the eight studio habits of mind, including developing craft, engaging and persisting in vision, expression, observation, reflection, which we talked a little bit about on this uh, episode, and stretching and exploring. So those are seven other mindsets you can look forward to other episodes. Try to keep them all under half an hour. I'd like to try and keep them about 10, 15 minutes. I'm sorry. I talk so much and I talk so fast. Uh, but uh, hope that you'll come back. Maybe this will give you some ideas or something to do while you're trapped at home with mom and dad and your siblings. Take care, wash your hands, stay healthy, and keep making art. Keep trying to become uh, creative. You know what? Keep trying to connect with art. Try and explore new art that's out there. Oh, I, I should mention this, and then I'm gone. Um, I put this on Google Classroom. I put it out there on Facebook on the uh, Art Dogs page. Uh, but there's a little thing called an aesthetic scan. You're basically four questions. Find some art that you like and answer four questions about it. And that helps you with visual thinking. And hopefully helps you connect with the artwork. Uh, again, take care. Wash your hands. See you soon.